And we welcome you to this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast right here on Scoops with DannyMac.com. I'm Jim Powers, and it's our monthly visit. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Earl Austin Jr. from the St. Louis American joins us. And Earl, what an unbelievable playoffs we've had so far on the football side. We'll get into basketball here in a little bit because hoops is kicking off here in the next week. But but let's just talk about the terrific year football-wise that we've seen here in the metro area. God, it's been it's been fun. Weather's getting cold, but the action is still pretty hot all around the area. I mean, you had uh, a lot of this, you know district championships uh, uh, on the line last week, and uh, uh, we had some of the people you thought would win, like you say, CBC moves on uh, in six A as you thought, but you know the Smet at six and five goes into Rock Ridge, the top seed, and wins in Mid Missouri with a big win. So you know that monster schedule they played, you know, pays off. And uh, their wins, and then you got like a, a team like St. Charles West, who was kind of unheralded, and then they beat a good Lutheran North team at home uh, to win a district championship and move on into sectionals. And then you got MICDS moving up to Class Five to take on uh, two perennially strong Rockwood school district teams in Lafayette and Eureka, and they win both of those games uh, pretty convincingly too, as well to move on into into district play. You know, Parkway Central. You know, we've you know, they've been, you know, year for years and years, they've been a factor. And then all of a sudden, here they are on the scene again with a district championship against, a, uh, you know, a strong, you know, strong Vashon team that had a lot going for them. So, uh, yeah, just a, just just a few. You know, France, Howell, Cardinal, Ritter, a couple teams you thought would be there are there with, with big wins. Uh, you know, was it Timberland goes down to mid-Missouri. Who I left out, you know, St. Mary, you know, did what they were supposed to do, Hillsboro took big care of business like they were supposed to do. So just to share. So yeah, it, it, it makes for some great action coming up. But there's two teams that, that really stick out to me that, that nobody, and that's including the two of us did not talk about pretty much all year long, Parkway central and St. Charles West. And they both are playing against each other in the quarterfinals this week. Right. I mean, I mean, just two, you know, really good programs have been down on their luck over the last couple of years, but nobody even talked about them up until the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like you said, and you said, these are two programs with great history as we've talked over the years, you know, Parkway central during the Bob Trowbridge years. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously St. Charles West with Steve Stahl, Gary. Uh, so they're, they're not a mutant. I mean, they, they know what success is all about. But so to see them, back on the scene and to and then you know people they were number one seeds you know going into this district tournament and uh and to be two very good teams you know Rashad and Lutheran North were two teams that were looked upon to make significant postseason runs and uh both kind of did it the same way uh they both held I think they both held their opposition to seven points if I'm not mistaken uh really you know run the football didn't make a lot of mistakes and uh put themselves in a position to win football games. And uh, that's what they ultimately did and came away with district championship. All right, let's go to class six, the rematch. <clears throat> when the, when the brackets came out and we knew in six, it was going to be one versus four, two versus three. Everybody circled this week as the rematch from last year from Columbia. CBC has to go out to a very, very tough Liberty North. They've been one and two in the poll all year long. This just has everything about it that you love about high school football. 
Absolutely. Like you said, you got the defending state champions looking very strong, looking to repeat, repeat or whatever it is. I think they're trying to do. And you're looking at a team that they got to play again, a team they blew out last year in the state championship game. Only this time, now you're playing a team that wants revenge and the game is on their home field, you know, on so so that that so they they got a lot of you know, both teams got a lot of motivation. CB wants to win another one, but Liberty North obviously wants another shot at CBC in Ruta, you know, hopefully getting to a state championship berth. So and then they got they, they in the it's in their in their home uh, backyard too. So yeah, that that has all the elements of what could be a, a fun after or excuse me, a fun afternoon in Kansas City area. And then on the other side, you know, and I'm not going to, I'll not shy away from it. I was, I was very vocal about the fact that I didn't think DeSmet deserved to be ranked at one point during this season, even though they've got a, they, they played a brutal schedule, but what they've done in the playoffs, you know, knocking off team after team after team and getting the job done you know, they deserve to be where they're at right now. And, and they have a great shot to, to make it to Faroe Field next weekend as they play at least Summit at least Summit North team, who just happened to beat the team that I really thought was going to win Class 6 in Nixa last week. Nixa. Absolutely. A lot of people did. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, they, they played East St. Louis. They played CBC. They played IMG Academy. And they played St. Mary's. I mean, my goodness, that's a... I mean, that's a that's a that's a national schedule almost, you know. Now not the tough schedule, and I think what you did, you came through rather healthy. And, and Kristen Cotton has had a great year as a dual threat quarterback, and so, and and then to even get out of the district, you beat two quality teams in Troy and uh, Rock Bridge, you know, on the road. Those are two good football teams. Uh, so, uh, despite their record, I think not only are they playing well, but I think their confidence level has to be. High and then they finally and then they finally get a home game, <laughs> the first home game I think they've had in the postseason. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so and it's a state semifinal game, and you know, and then in the back of their mind, there's you know, there's a, the opportunity maybe lingering that they get a chance at CBC in a state championship game. Obviously, that's not something they're looking at. That's something that we look at in the media that oh yeah, it's a possibility. So yeah, it's turned out to be the Metro Catholic Conference. Uh, uh, Kansas City Suburban Challenge in this state semifinal this weekend. No doubt. Now we shift over to Class 5, and Eureka, we thought, we knew was really good. We knew MICDS was really good. Two terrific rushing attacks going against each other, and Dr. Fred Bouchard, he figures it out again, and he's got that dual threat in Winston Moore and Stephen Hall. Who, who Earl, in our years of covering and you adding on top of mine a little bit, have we ever seen a duo like Hall and Moore that have been able to just put up the numbers that they have this year? We've seen great duos in the past, but to see two guys literally just carry their team to these heights, both have 30 touchdowns, both have an excess of 100,000 yards of total offense, and, uh, and they're home run hitters. I mean, both of them are capable of taking it to the house from anywhere on the field, and we've seen that, especially the Lafayette game. They combined for nine touchdowns between them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and uh, and and I think almost 600 yards of offense between them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we never – and then they got, a, they got an experienced offensive line, and the quarterback is really uh, – uh, 
uh, uh, gotten better. You know, he had a nice game against Eureka. I think what happened, Eureka, their their defense really showed up and uh, really played a solid game. But Winston and Steve, you know, when you got two guys of that caliber, uh, that 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 gives you an opportunity any game you play, and that's what and we've seen that play out so far. And then to beat two perennially good large schools such as. Uh, uh, Marquette, uh, not Marquette, but uh, Lafayette and uh, Eureka in back-to-back weeks shows that what what they can do. Now you look over on the other side of that bracket, and and I have basically dubbed this as a battle royale cage match. I I mean, my gosh, you had it, it. You know, when the playoffs started, you had six of the top ten teams in the state in Class Five over on that right side. Now you have three left. And it's the top three in the in the in the state. And you talk about how you talk about what Timberland did against Elias. Then you look down below. You got Lebanon and Carthage. I, I've said it all year long, Earl, and I know you've heard me say this. If you win Class Five this year, you're the best team in the state of Missouri. And, and I think how Timberland, Carthage, Lebanon, all can stake a claim to that. It's gonna be a two great football games. I obviously Timberland. It's a rematch. Hal got him pretty solidly the first game, but that was, I believe, AJ. The Reigns didn't play, and you know he's one of the top offensive players in the state this year with what he's done, putting up some monstrous numbers passing and uh, and, uh, and running with that football. And Francis Hall, you know, a lot of people pointed to this is the year where they can make that ultimate run for a championship, and uh, then dropping into five A, uh, you know, so. You know, lots of intrigue there. And then, you know, Carthage is a team that's kind of been knocking on the door, kind of like Zumwalt North here, always knocking on the door. And maybe one year you think that's that's they're going to break through and win this thing. And last year, like, a lot of people thought last year might have been their year to win it. And then Web City snuck in and beat them in that district and then went on and won that championship. But Carthage has just been rolling out good football teams year in and year out. And then Lebanon now right there in their area. So uh, tough, tough football. Like I say, Somebody's gonna have to win two really t- two tough football games to get to uh, get to the show me ball. Class four, and I'm telling you right <coughs> now, I just think this is a heavyweight matchup. Hillsboro, St. Mary's. You got Austin Romaine back for Hillsboro. He hasn't played. You know, like they got him back last week uh, offensively. Um, St. Mary's, you know, what they've done this year with a, with a young quarterback and, and great receivers. I, I'm telling you, Earl, I think this may be the best game, best game of the weekend. It'll be a heck of a matchup. Like you say, I think Hillsboro, we talked about before we came on, I think gained the measure of confidence with their game with Cardinal Ritter and, uh, without Romaine and they led going into the fourth quarter. 13 to 12 and then the Ritter made some big plays and got a couple of touchdowns so but I think Hillsborough was able to kind of keep them off the field offense off the field now so that gives you maybe a measure of and at least you you're at you've seen speed in the playoffs so it's not it won't be the first time you've seen that kind of dominating speed now say Mary might be another level I don't know from Carmen Ritter we'll, we'll see that so see but it's going to be cold it's gonna be a little chilly out this weekend the interesting thing also too like i say aside from football you know st mary's you know they're playing for something bigger now as well obviously they're playing for a repeat but like you say they you know and they've done a heck of a job they're playing for their school you know 
So that that gives you a look, you know, that gives you another added uh, added boost. But uh, that that's, that that could be fun because can Hillsborough get that rushing attack, put together some long drives, keep St. Mary's off explosive offense off the field, and uh, you know make make this a real competitive game. If they can do that, you know, you want to you know you want to be right you know within a score to going into that fourth quarter, you know, then then that 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 that's where. You, the game starts. No doubt about it. Then you look over on the other side, Parkway Central. We talked about them a little bit ago. But the job that Blake Markway did this year, brutal schedule, uh, you know, playing all the big kids on the block in Lutheran St. Charles and St. Mary's and, and doing it without Jackson Overton, who who was right yes. there with Cole Rubel as one of the best running backs in the metro area. And they make it to the state quarterfinal for the second year in a row. If there's a coach of the year award, I think Blake absolutely should be in the running for it with the job that he has done. And they're going to take on, a once again, a team that we didn't talk a whole heck of a lot about all year long at Parkway Central. Yeah, yeah, St. Dominic is a good story. And I think what we've seen the last couple of years, they've they've uh, kind of turned things around. And remember last year they made a, made a run, came this close to knocking off MICDS in the – in the in the quarterfinals, it almost got to that, and that was after getting blown out by them in the, earlier this season. So I think, uh, like you said, you lose a you lose a stud like Overton, and you're I think, but you got a lot of kids who were kind of you know used to winning, playing some football, and uh, in the you know district, anything happens, and uh, you know they 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 came in and really you know really dominated. So it's it's a either way, you know, whether it's Dominic or Parkway Central, you, you're going to have a nice story in that final four and a good building block for which, for that program, whichever one uh, goes. Cause we talk about the big names all the time, but the whoever winning this game, it, it's a, it's a, it's a big statement and it's a, it's a huge building block for, for, for either program who advances. In class three, you know, everybody knew that, that Valley and Park Hill central were going to rematch. And I thought it was great that they played in the regular season. You know, they're now in the same conference. You know, Valley took care of their business, but then Park Hill Central figured out a few things and they were able to knock off Valley at Valley, which is just a tough task within itself. But then you got Ritter. They had a, and once again, no disrespect to the teams in that district, but, but Ritter had a very easy time getting through that district. I think it gets a little tougher now because if you're Ritter, you got to go down to Park Hills and play a central team in front of that raucous crowd this coming Saturday afternoon, that is going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great matchup. I think when we talked about Hillsborough playing Ritter, I think he'll preparing for St. Mary's, it was kind of good to get a look at that kind of speed. And and I think the same thing with Ritter. They went to Jefferson County on that Friday night to play against Hillsborough on both undefeated teams, a huge crowd. And against a team that really bought it to them, you know, so I think that game would serve Ritter well as they have to go, you know, into Park Hills and play uh, a, a very good team. Park Hill Central's got a kid, you know, who I follow. He's known for basketball. His name is Joby Bryant. He's probably yeah. one of the best point guards in the state. Well, he's a monstrous football player, too, as well. Big play, strong, and uh, really, really, you know, put up the yards. Uh, you know, that type, you know, he's got that kind of big play ability on the football field as well. So 
So I think it's a, like I said, if you're, if you're going to win a state championship, uh, you know, of any kind, you're going to have to go on the road at some time and, and, and win a tough, tough game. I remember a couple of years ago, Trinity had that great, great, great football team, but then they had to go to Southern Boone and win a hard, hard game in the ring. It was in the rain, in the in the rain, in the rain. It's pulling out, <laughs> and uh, and but that 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 that's part of it, you know. It, it's 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 single elimination, and, and Parker Central's not 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 a stranger. You know, we saw them; they were undefeated a couple of years ago. Ran into a good Lutheran South team, but so they they they're they're kind of back on the radar as as a contender. Class two, and once again, another team that has not gotten a lot of love, but they've had they they've put together a really good program. It's Live for Life. They went down the to, to New Madrid. I don't care where you go in the boot hill; it is tough to play. It is brutal to play. Fans, officials, whole nine yards. They went down and literally took it the to New Madrid Central, and, and they now get and, and once again, great season. I've been saying it since Blair Oaks got bumped down to Class 2. Give Ted LePage the trophy. This Blair Oaks team is as good as advertised. And the collision course between them and Lamar for the Class 2 title is still intact as Lamar's going to play in the quarterfinal over on the other side. Yeah, well, it's a great story both ways. Like you say, live for life. And it's two years in a row they've gone down there and gotten yep. graduate. You know, they, they you know, and just across the board, they have built – a solid athletic program. Shout out to Chandra Palmer and all their coaches, athletic director and all the coaches, you know, football, girls, basketball, boys, basketball. And football is just, you know, another district championship. And then our, and this is for them, it's a great opportunity. It's a Friday night game and they're hosting it at Cardinal River. And like I said, they're playing one of the great small school programs. One of the, obviously one of the great coaches, Hall of Fame coach there. And, uh, you know, they got a hell of a quarterback in hair. was a dual threat. Uh, and they just got a great system, you know, and they just, they know how to win. You know, they, they, they came down, they were two or three years ago. They, they came down to Ritter and, and, and beat, and beat Ritter in the semifinals with Luther Burton and that crew, yeah. you know, on their way to a state championship. So, uh, you know, they played Luther North. Yeah. Well, and, and defeated them pretty soundly earlier in the season. So uh, a fun matchup, you know, a team that's uh, favored to win a state championship against a team that's got, you know, still, building up and but still but looking for that one gravitas win to really solidify their program as 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 one to watch as a small school that's what you got here and then we go to class one Deshen. they they take care of their district they get portageville and i really think the job that vince has done up at Deshen has been terrific this year you know taking over for a legend in charlie elmendorf and you know putting his you know, putting his thumbprints on this program now and look where they're at. They're in the state quarterfinal, but, you know, they're running into a buzzsaw. Portageville is just, you know, they're coming off of a win over uh, number one seed in Charleston. You know, just another one of those Boot Hill teams that, that, that is just really, really good. Good athletes, good toughness, win, you know, good winners. And I think Duchenne's got got some good athletes, good big, you know, big play people. Josh Baker Mays is a big play people, uh, player. Oliphant, uh, he scores offense, defense, special teams. You know, I think they're one of their most impressive games was actually a loss. The, the MICDS game was uh, right down to the wire, you know, in the fourth quarter. 
So I mean, so then they're they're down in one A. So I think they're looking to, you know, they have some high hopes to make some things happen. But like you say, Portageville, uh, a team that's no joke. You know, like I say, this one, what if Portageville or Hay down there? You know, you're gonna have a tough matchup on your hands. All right, so football, we got two weeks left. Our favorite time of the year is upon us, basketball. Um, first off, we talked about this, you know, the last month, but you've had a chance to get up to Lindenwood. You know, what a great fall season for them and their transition over to D1. And now the basketball season is starting you know, once again, I think it's great for the area to have another Division One team to to kind of showcase a lot of the local talent. We, you know, we saw what the Bills did, did you, uh, the Billikens did. You know, terrific win on Tuesday night against Memphis. Um, but you know what Lindenwood's doing and some of the things that they've got going on, Earl. I think it's terrific, not only for football and all the sports, but I think on the basketball side. Absolutely. Just like you say, a Division One sports, and like I say, Division One football in St. Louis for the first time in forever, you know. And they had a seven and three record. And Kate Brister had a, you know, all world career, future Hall of Famer for Lindenwood, you know, led led the charge. And like you say, it leads right into basketball season. You know, I had the play I had the honor of broadcasting that first game with my fellow Lindenwood alum, Bob Ramsey. You and Rammer. I mean, <laughs> put it this way, there is not a big game in basketball in the metro area unless Rammer and Earl are calling a game. <laughs> and and I, I'm not afraid to say that at all. Yeah, it, it, we were tickled to death just to be there. I mean, actually, you know, 40 years ago, I put I played the first my first game at St. Charles High School against St. Louis Christian College. Now, 40 years later, here we are broadcasting the game and then watching them on TV against Dayton, top 25 preseason, watching them against Mizzou on that, that you know, playing them pretty competitive for three quarters of the game. In a couple of weeks, Illinois, you know, and then the Ohio Valley Conference, the conference, it's amazing what is happening at my alma mater to see that. So, yeah, I look forward. Kyle's a great guy. Gerdeman, the head coach. Anthony Bean, great staff. And uh, just looking forward to seeing that program progress and grow over the next couple of years as they make that transition into Division One. Okay, so on the high school side, let's start with the girls. What are two storylines that you're looking at? And I think I know what one of them is going to be. But what are two storylines on the girls' basketball side here in the metro area that Earl Austin Jr. is going to be looking at this year? Well, obviously, the number one team in the country preseason besides St. Louis so far. That's it. Dan Rolfus and the Incarnate Word, uh, uh, Lady uh, Knights, uh, Red Knights, excuse me. Uh, you know, they're a veteran team uh, led by uh, Miss Potts. Really play. Natalie is a hell of a player, you know, going to Nebraska. And then there's just a, you know, there's there's a few, you know, teams on the rise. I think a team on the rise is Pattonville High School, led by Donnie Boyce, who used to was a star player at Pattonville in the mid 90s. He's, he's, he's a symbol of a very talented kid group. They go about nine, 10 deep, tough kids, good basketball players, uh, uh, really. You know they they they're they're gonna they're gonna do do some damage. You know, I don't know what the districts will, will set up. You know, but they're, we'll they're find watching. out. We'll find out yeah. tomorrow morning at seven a.m. Right, right, right. You know, you know. So that so they're 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 gonna they're a good basketball team. You know, you know another team. Obviously, a couple John Burroughs, You know, in class four. You know, won state championship last year. Uh, another up and coming team, Lutheran St. Charles, with a 
Jordan Spicer led the area in scoring as a freshman, you know, 25 points a game. And they've, you know, Megan Alford, you know, Division One recruit, you know, they've added some some good freshmen as well. So, uh, yeah, the girls, uh, the, the girls' side is going to be uh, going to be like the other than those, you know, programs. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch this year. All right, on the boys' side, we've got a couple of returning state champs. Can we see them repeat? I know Webster lost a lot. I know Vashon reloads every year. Um, but they're both going to be really, really talented once again. They do, do. First of all, they got great young coaches, you know, the, uh, both of them. And uh, like I say, like I say, Vashon is loaded again. They're going to play a national schedule. Webster, I mean, like I said, they lost some valuable pieces. Obviously, they're top two of their top guys, three three starters, but they're going <clears throat> with uh, Isaiah Purvey, who's one of the toughest matchup problems in the state. They're going to be that they'll be in the mix once again. You know, I think Cape Central from the South is a is a viable threat in Class Five. Carmen Ritter is always very good as well. To Smith, you know, you know players like that. But yeah, it'll be you know Vashon will be you know they they got a good senior class and then they got an outstanding sophomore class. You know who will step into even bigger roles uh, this season as well. And probably on the other side of the river, East St. Louis is an incredible team. They got they're probably the other major best talented team other than Sean in in the St. Louis uh, area, led by Michaela Rich. And then you 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 also look at the crafty veteran taking a couple years off, coaching little girls basketball. Now he's coming back in a brand new facility over at Prince, and I had a chance to see <laughs> that new facility earlier this week. And I am not afraid to say this: it is going to be the best high school facility in the St. Louis metro area, bar none, if not the state. You know, but you know, wow. Jake getting back on the sidelines, and I talked to him the other night. And excitement doesn't even begin to go down the road on what he is right now. The opportunity to build something kind of against from the ground up. And like I say, it starts with that facility. I haven't been there yet. I look forward to it. I imagine we'll be spending a lot of time over there in the coming seasons. And I believe they're going to be class two this year, if I'm not mistaken. So usually you don't see much class two representation over these in recent years from St. Louis because everybody's kind of been moved up with the multiplier. So, you know, and he's got some play. He's got uh, Stephen Okoro, a 6'9 center, whose brother, of course, Francis, plays for the Billikens. He's a good player and a lot of good young talent, but that's a good big piece. And then obviously it starts with Jay Blossom, and he's going to build a culture of excellence and accountability. And uh, it's going to be back, you know, TTY is, you know, tough to wins. You know, you're going to see that as a mantra at Principia, as we've seen at Webster Groves all these years. And it's good to see Jay back in the mix again. No doubt about it. Well, Earl, you know, it's always great talking to you when we do our monthly visits. And when we talk in December, we're going to be right in the mix of basketball. Me and you taking our normal seats in the corner at MICDS over the holiday break. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite. And, and that's the best part. You know, when, you know and people, when people see the two of us sitting there in the corner, it's like everybody migrates over to us. Not so much to talk to me, but to talk to you. And we're kind of, we're kind of like the old man Muppets up there in the balcony, you know. I'm sure what's going on. <laughs> Two old Muppets. Yeah. Oh shoot! But no, I mean it, it's I mean it's going to be a great football wrap up to the football season. But I think we're in store for a if basketball and the winter sports even comes close to what we've seen in the fall this year. And I, I'll I'll leave us with this: 
two weekends ago between volleyball and cross country. When's the last time we've seen a weekend of state championships that we've seen six team titles come back to the metro area between volleyball and cross country? How incredible was that? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, we just, we got so many talented kids across the board and so many different sports. And I mean, they, they're doing their thing at, at a young age, developing so many good people are helping to develop them. And then they get to this high school level and they're, they're ready to go. And they're just, they're just uh, doing great things uh, all over, all across the area. No doubt about it. Well, Earl, I know you're jam-packed <coughs> for the next uh, couple months, but uh, it's always great catching up. And I know we'll do it again in December as we really dig into a lot of basketball stuff and check in on a lot of the holiday tournaments and the storylines that we're going to see throughout the winter. My pleasure. Always good talking to you, JP. No problem. The man, the myth, the legend, it's Earl Watson Jr., you can see him and see his work all over the place, and he's great to talk to. We bring him in every month to talk here on Inside the Lines, and we want to thank him for joining us. For this week's edition of Inside the Lines, a high school sports podcast on com. I'm Jim Powers. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week.